Good morning, ladies. It's happy Galentine's Day. Happy Galentine's Day. I love that there is a Galentine's Day, actually. And so what's unique about Galentine's or gals or women that, that get together? Why are we here? I think that, and this isn't true for every relationship with women, but I think that there is a lot of heart in women's relationships. Um, there is just a, a strength of support that I've just felt tenfold over the last year um that is really special to women yeah yeah me too i mean and and just being open and accepting to to women that you feel like there's some connection to and don't understand why um which is really how i've i've gotten to know both of you it's like you know they're just moments where you're like yeah I really dig that person and you know, I'd like to hang out more and you know you don't have to sit there and go well that's strange you know how is it is it gonna last you know, just just go with it and and show a little love uh to the other person and and see what happens for me it always ends up with or it begins that like spark begins with a there is that like underlying attraction of, of like, Oh, I just want to spend more time with that person. But it also is like, oh, they're really cool. Like I could learn something from them mm -hmm. or oh, they're funny. Like, I like how I feel when I'm around them. Um, I wonder if it's the same for you, Liz. Absolutely. Um, you're making me think about when you said heart about this chapter of life being in um, parenting mode, you know, certainly a really hard time with teenagers. And um, I feel like there's often an absence of acceptance because, you know, we're trying to raise humans. And I feel like in the last year, the heart that I've experienced has really come from my female friendships. Um, the acceptance, you know, the, hey, you're normal. You're not a stupid, lame mom that doesn't know anything. <laughs> Which is the feedback that we often get from teenagers because they're trying to pull away and go towards the other humans that they're supposed to spend the rest of their lives with. So it's nice to have the moms um, and other female friends to, to rely on that they're the voice of reason in this wacky teenage raising era. Absolutely. And it's not even necessarily just teenagers, just I think having close friendships can make you feel seen apart from all the other relationships and roles that we play. Um, and I've certainly uh, experienced that. In fact, I have a client who recently described her friends as the people who will walk each other home mm. through the course of their lives. And I just loved thinking of it that way. Yeah, that is great. I will mention that in order to get to this place where we have gals to hang out with on Valentine's Day, it requires us to admit that we need these relationships. Yeah it caught you we have to be a bit vulnerable i agree with that 
Yeah. And I find that the vulnerability leads to generosity. Mm-hmm. I think more so than anything. Um, women are always willing to to teach you something or help you out or, oh, this is how I did this or here's what I think about that or I have a friend who, um, and it just makes it, it, it feels like a, like a little lift every single time you spend time with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yet many of us assume that women aren't that way. Um, and if you read anything on trauma, there are so many that had not so great relationships with their mom or mom figures growing up. So they assume all women are that way. Um, and so that's why I get back to let's be vulnerable. Let's take down this protective coat of armor we've built forever, um, and recognize that's a bias that we might hold. Um, and holding that against another human just hurts us if we're not willing to open up a little bit and try. Yeah. Yeah. What comes up to, for me, I've not always had great female friends. Um, when I was younger in my twenties, I had many more guy friends than gal friends. And I remember um, making a conscious effort because I worked in tech where there were a lot of men made a, making a conscious effort to get more women in my life. I joined a female board um, or a board of a female organization, focused organization. And I remember stopping by a young woman's um, desk uh when she first started at the company. And she was very similar in the sense that she had always had guy friends and wasn't really keen on women. And I remember stopping by her cube um, and saying, hey, do you want to go down to the cafeteria and get coffee? She's like, no, I brought my coffee. And I was like, oh. Okay, so I went down and got my coffee. The next day, stopped by, hey, do you want to go down to the cafeteria and get some coffee? And she's like, no, brought my coffee. And I was like, dude, it is not about the coffee. This is about bonding. <laughs> Get your coffee and walk down to the cafeteria with me. This is about forming a friendship at work with someone. <laughs> and she was, it was the first time she'd ever thought of like, oh, it's not about the coffee. <laughs> Did that. you actually say that? Yes. I love it. So dude, it's not about the coffee. <laughs> it's about coming and, and getting to know one another. It's about spending time. <laughs> Thank you for saying that because I was going to ask you, and I'm curious to hear how each of you have handled this, especially the older we get, it feels kind of awkward to approach people sometime that you kind of might like, like I volunteered with a woman at um, the dance competition in the concession stand, and we were on popcorn together, and I just enjoyed talking to her, and I thought, of asking her, Hey, we should, you know, do you want to get coffee or anything? But I didn't. So like, how did, how did you get up the courage to approach her? And how have you both handled the inevitable awkwardness of trying to form friendships as adults? That's super hard. Gwen, does something come to mind? Hmm. Yes. When, when, I feel like I'm in that awkward space. I've learned to ask myself, am I really feeling awkward and just don't want to say, hey, do you want to connect sometime? Or 
am I assuming that if I do that, that that means I'm going to suddenly have to schedule time and make time for one more human being in my life that I don't have? You know, is it really that that's causing me not to pursue it? And if it's that, which most of the time it is, then I just say, hey, you know, this has been fun. You know, do you want to connect again sometime? Connect again sometime. Okay, I'm going to have to remember that. So for me, know. I actually had a coffee date on Saturday um, with my dermatologist who was like, you know, hey, we should get coffee. Yeah, we should. And, you know, we scheduled and unscheduled and, you know, something happened and blah, blah, blah. So it took about a month to have coffee. Um, and I had seen her in a professional standpoint twice in between. <laughs> but it's that perseverance of like, no, I really want to spend time with this person. And, and, and forgiving the schedule hiccups that that happen um the she's a person who is very generous with her spirit and just has this like wonderful way about her and I was really motivated to to go and have coffee and pick her brain over what her thoughts were and understand more about how her lived experience is um and yeah so I get really motivated when I've got you know there's people around me who who lift me up um and I'll I'll figure out the time I have breakfast with someone um, from my old job that I have probably two to three weeks and I look forward to it. I just carve out the time, Sunday breakfast at this little greasy spoon restaurant. And I always leave the discussion feeling energized. And I have something, cause again, I work from home. So it's a little lonely sometimes, but I have something to, to think about and to talk about when I get back home and tell, tell them about what happened and, <laughs> and you know, just the, the lifting up of, of people. So this woman gave me um, a magazine um, from UCSF with some health um, stuff that I was very really interested in. Um, so like that, that generosity of mm. people is just amazing to me. Like, oh, Kate's interested in this. I'll I'll snag this for her and and hand it to her. Mm -hmm. Or I know something that that they would be interested in, and and I'll go do the research and get back to them. So I don't know. It just I get so I the awkwardness doesn't bother me because I think maybe because I'm just awkward in general. <laughs> the worst they can say is uh, no, I'm too busy. Okay. Or the worst they can say is sure, and then they never follow up. Or the worst they can say is sure, and you schedule it, but then it cancels, and then you never follow up. So Kate's pickup line is coffee. Mine's connect. Mm -hmm. You can make it a simple chat. Hey, you want to chat sometime, and just text. And if you got five minutes, pick up the phone and just talk while you're doing something else. But you just need that that relationship. Yeah. I think mine is walking. I'll, I'll, I've invited people to walk before. And as you said, Kate, sometimes they're like, yeah, sure. And then they don't follow up, but it's just kind of taking that first step. And um, more so than I think ever in my adult life, I've reaped the emotional reward of having said yes a lot to forming new friendships um not a ton it's definitely quality over quantity um at this point for me in life but um you know having been um under the weather the last month i've been amazed at just how many of these people that i've 
they've made effort, I've made effort, it, it, but it can't be about how fast did you text me back or how available were you, right? I mean, that's just not a successful recipe for forming a friendship. Um, but just the amount of reaching out and checking in and just, or just being like thinking about you, or as you said, Kate, like if somebody knows that you're going through something or you're interested in something, them just even taking the minute to Google it for you and be like, hey, this is what I read about this, or you might check this out. You know, it's just, gosh, being willing to swallow the, the fear and the discomfort, it pays dividends or it has, it has definitely paid dividends um, for me uh, in finding those relationships that aren't about me professionally or me as a wife or a mom, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's worth it. I, re I recognized after so we got pretty uh, isolated uh, during COVID. We, you know, talked to our families. We talked, you know, talked on on the on the on Zoom to people and and did work and whatnot. Um, but our in person experiences were pretty limited um, to just kind of family of which there wasn't much around. Um, and the first time that Tom and I went and visited one of his um, friends from grade school, I was really nervous because again we hadn't been out. In a while and we get there it was just three days we had a lovely time skiing we had dinners together we connected and I walked away with like new shows to watch new books to read a recipe for fish that I had never had like and I I, I walked away from that weekend feeling pretty like jazz like oh this is why like we go out and see other people because we you know, like that, that those collisions create spark and and enhance our lives in such a way and like i immediately put into um into the to the pescatarian rotation um the sable fish and and did the recipe and and now every time i do the recipe i think of dan and i'm like dan cook this. <laughs> and, and and i just think about those things like you don't if you are on your own, all your resources are you. But the moment you start interacting and colliding with other people and being more open and, and um, being more generous, that you're going to get that back. Um, so now when anyone ever is like, hey, do you want to, you know, you want to go out for coffee or do you want to, you know, I'm like, yeah, let's schedule it. Let's see what happens. Let's get there. Yeah. And culturally, this is what women are really good at building relationships, connecting, communicating, caring about each other, sharing love, compassion. So it makes a lot of sense to actually lean in to our cultural strengths. Well, I'm bad at it. I will be the first to admit I'm really bad at it. Like I, a friend of mine texted me before my surgery last year and was like, good luck on your surgery. And then checked up, how's the surgery going? And I was like, oh, shoot. She had knee surgery. <laughs> I should have texted her. That's what a that's what a good friend does. Note to self: text when there's a surgery going on. And it's how you learn to be a better human being is by seeing other people who can human better than you. Oh, that's such a good point, though, Kate. I feel like that that is 
100% what the last month has taught me is that I, I want to actually be better at knowing people's birthdays and thinking about what might be going on for someone else. And certainly we go through chapters of our lives where we're just either we're more or less capable of doing that, whether it's external reasons or internal reasons, you know, it's like when I'm struggling or feeling bad about myself, connecting with others, even though that would be the best thing, it's like the hardest thing for me to do, right? But that's the beauty of experiencing somebody doing that for you or like what you two have done for me in the past month, right? Like it's definitely informed me to want to improve in that area and i don't know it's just there's something really beautiful about that and culturally gwen i was thinking too about the fact that our culture really pits us against one another so us ignoring that um feels like activism too to me mm -hmm. yeah and that's what i was gonna say culturally women are generally brought up internationally as the communicators, the caring, the compassion, the mama figures, but our paternalistic corporate cultures beat the hell out of that out of us, or maybe we're brought up in a household that beat it out of us or never showed that to us. And so here we are, probably all three of us, where that's not natural and feels weird and awkward. So I, I think for me, it's just getting comfortable with um, culturally, I can feel more in a line with who I want to show up to be if I just mm -hmm. allow myself, give myself permission to show caring and compassion. Mm -hmm. The trick is to recognize those things aren't soft. <laughs> those things aren't weaknesses. Um, and bring it into the professional environment too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Stop by someone's desk and say, hey, it's not about the coffee. Let's go down. Yeah. Get up. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's not a weakness. It's not something to make fun of. The other, the woman goes again. This stuff is important. And these networks that we're building with these relationships can be so much stronger in that competitive environment that you know we all live and breathe in most of our lives yeah all the time the rising tide floats all boats absolutely i know we're running out of time but i just have a really important question yeah what in god's name is a sable fish <laughs> also known as a butterfish um it is a white fish um that is super flaky um, so like, it, it's, it's really good and it's not, um, it's not high in mercury and it is, um, it's sustainable. So, um, you, it's on the, the, um, Monterey Bay, uh, fish wash as like a fish that you can eat. And I have a really great recipe, so you can message us if you need it. <laughs> Do they sell that in this? I have never seen a sable fish at Albertsons. <laughs> I don't know about Albertsons. I live on the bay, so I go and I get my fish from the people who, who fish in the ocean. Um, and and it it comes in in 
it comes in stock or or in season um, a couple times a year. You have to look into that. Look at that, another connection made. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. That. <laughs> We've talked about love, compassion, woman advocacy, and you got your health and wellness tip all in one. <laughs> done and done. Awesome. <laughs> well, happy Valentine's Day to both of you.